0: Welcome, everyone, to the Iron Fist podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is
1: Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk of our global uh, feelings, impressions, etc., having finished... Now podcasting all thirteen episodes of Marvel's Iron Fist on Netflix,
0: Pete, We have our collection of Kung Fu belts ready. Let's start with the Black belt. What are the highlights from this first season of Iron Fist?
1: I think the highlight for me, um definitely has to be the performance of uh, David Wenham and, you know, how unusual he made a villain for us within this Marvel New York situation Um, on top of getting yet another kind of corner carved out of this four part universe that we're going to have united for us um, in the defenders miniseries come August this year.
0: I certainly agree that uh, Harold Meacham probably was the tippity top for me as well. I think the entire Meacham trio was uh, was just this bundle of of family drama, of angst, of, you know, they' they're super rich, but they're not happy. I mean, we all like that story, right? Um the complexities, uh, as, as the story goes on with, uh, with Ward Meacham and his uh, painkiller addiction turned heroin addiction, so timely there. Uh, and even joy, kind of her ability and her attempts to keep the ship righted, whether it's uh, whether it's for the family, whether it's for the company, whether it's uh, for the personal lives of uh, her brother and then her, her father once he returns into her life. Absolutely compelling stuff out of our baddies.
1: I did not think I would appreciate come the start of this show as much as I did at the end, the performance of Tom Pelfrey. He plays a really unlikable character and you do not like him from the start. And that's an actor doing an actor's job. You know, Uh, it's it's an old cliche. If an actor can make you hate him or love him, he's doing the right thing. And you really don't like him earlier. And uh, later as it goes on, because you've seen everything he's gone through, um, you know, there are, are you, are you going to go out and have a beer with him? Maybe not, given some of the treachery. But um, it, it does feel that he has earned the arc that he's gone through. And I'm interested to see when and if we pick up with him where he can go
0: continuing with some of the highlights and i know it's something that i've said multiple times uh within the individual episodes the inclusion of madam Gao here it's so seamless i mean i fine i understand that iron fist is the enemy of the hand and she's been the head of the hand but to have this character that has continued from uh from other portions of the defenders uh universe the defenders corner of things as you put it pete uh the actress is wonderful the inclusion of the character is great she she ends this season still with a sense of mystery um in a, in one line you could take away the the bluster take away the uh, the magic of oh, of course i didn't live in the 17th century but i think we all think that she did and then some
1: yeah wai shing ho is again a, another highlight and to carry over an antagonist from two seasons of the one show into um, you know, she's not the big bad of this one, but she certainly casts a large shadow from a diminutive frame. I love that we continue to tease out details about her yet past that she says she was tortured and she spent most of the 17th century being tortured and then she can pretty much up and disappear or appear we don't really know much about her at all.
0: We need some kind of—I don't know—you the, know. There's all these all, all these uh, web exclusives, you know, like Slingshot did it, or or I know even Battlestar did uh, did a similar type thing. We need like the secret history of Madame that All of a sudden, just shows up on on com or something like that to kind of to kind of give us extra Gao. I mean, it would it would get my eyes. Pete, moving on, what gets the blue belt, kind of the midpoint here? What has some room to grow?
1: I'm going to squarely give my blue belt to Finn Jones, Danny Rand. And I know that might surprise people, but I said it throughout our podcast. I stand by it. This, to me, of the four Defenders characters – I believe was the toughest sell as a show and look at what they did with it. This this pitch is Kung Fu Youngin returns to corporate family drama. It's not as sexy as that even sounds. Um th- this was a tough show to visualize. This is a difficult character um beyond his comic creation to bring to life and something that's going to be far easier to put on the page. Okay. Guy in green suit with yellow accents and, you know, dragon on his chest beats up other people and does it with Luke Cage. And I could have sworn we were going to get some Luke Cage stuff in here, but obviously the way they sum that series up and they sent him back to Seagate prison, we're not going to break him out early so that he can get with iron fist here. And that is going to be, one of the biggest things people are going to look forward to that happens in the defenders and maybe take away some of the hard feelings they had over what was deemed in some of the press and online of whitewashing of a character who in the comic book is white.
0: You give the blue belt to Finn Jones. I give the blue belt to Danny Rand, which is to say i think there are some aspects of of well certainly i agree with what you're saying pete in terms of performance and and things of that sort that said this decision at times and indeed as the the season progresses to make danny not just um difficult to relate to i mean that kind of is what it is if you're going to go with the comic history of it that is what it is um if it's similar to the Bruce Wayne story, well, that's because it is. And that's not the fault of the show if they're going to stay fairly uh, fairly uh, familiar to, to the comic storyline. That said, to have Danny Rand continue to have this tempestuous side to him, I think that we're willing to accept it early on as we're getting to know him um, and as we're starting to, to understand... That he's been away that he doesn't quite know the rules of uh whether it's <laughs> average american society or or you know the upper crust in new york et etc but they kind of keep returning to that and it's difficult to look at an an adult man who uh does not want for the things that we want he has no trouble paying his bills or when should i get a new car or or oh, the price of gas is going up or you know things of that sort uh, heck, Pete, he doesn't even need to get the driver's license because, you know, he's rich. Um, those things and then you add kind of the, the teenage tempestuous attitude that he continues to have. It, it creates a bit of a block, I think, to the audience really being in his corner at all times.
1: Speaking of being in the corner, Matt, I'm going to give a black and blue belt to the action of Iron Fist much like my blue belt to Finn Jones, nowhere near as bad as people made it out to be not ranking with the other shows. And again, such a high bar had been set from the beginning with daredevil. I mean, you have that hallway fight in, in season one, episode two, you got the dogs of hell fight in season two with, um, um, luke cage and and some of the action sequences there i I think of the 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 first fight with diamondback in the theater in Harlem. okay the jessica jones stuff some of the action sequences there particularly pyrotechnics and blowing up the bar and and the things that happen there we have the big um tournament with iron fist We have the episode – it's the first time Matt as a location. They ever tried to go international with any of these shows. Um, The action was far better than it was made out to be.
0: I think – well, overall I agree. But I think that out of the Kung Fu show, I think that we were expecting mind-blowing, maybe not quite Matrix level, but things of that sort where you're just amazed by – the 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 art in the martial arts and i kind of feel like we never fully saw that certainly some of the uh some of the fights while the story was in china the uh kevin tantron directed episode in particular was was good stuff but it never was kind of like let me it this way pete you don't need to be deeply emotionally invested into a fast and the furious movie to be like those are some cars going impressively fast doing impressive things and and wow i'm you know I, i'm out of breath from watching that one sequence where cars are dropped from a plane and then parachute in and then land perfectly as ridiculous as it is wow my popcorn value just went through the roof i feel like we didn't quite see that with with the kung fu in uh in this season pete let's now talk about the orange belt that's kind of more on the beginner end what were some areas that uh, were kind of kind of low
1: if I'm going to award an orange belt, Matt, I think it it goes as far as consistency is with this season of, of this TV show. Um, and I think it's almost like a backhanded compliment. I think of the the first episode and how we meet Danny and we have the the music and you know I, I think the uh, the first episode the pilot essentially is is a pretty strong episode the way we meet him and he's got the headphones on and you know we've got the the outcast song and then we end with that in the snow I think that's really effective I wanted to I stopped that first episode and I'm like I got to watch the next one um and even the second episode is such a different type of episode. That's the one where we're, you know, in the uh, psychiatric hospital, the the Birch uh, Psychiatric Hospital. And it's a different type of episode. And that was interesting, too. But, you know, though things change, I think there are times throughout this series that uh, they belabor things. I did hear a lot of people and read a lot of people talking about them stretching storylines out. I don't know if we necessarily stretched them out as if to say that they could have been more interesting.
0: Yeah. I, I still continue to measure these shows against the first season of daredevil, which in many ways was perhaps the most compelling season of Marvel Netflix, but boy, it moved slow and boy, they made you wait to see the costume and boy, they'd spent, you know, three uh almost three or pardon me they spent most of three episodes we're barely gonna show you kingpin now we're just gonna show him totally different pace um i think though pete as you mentioned it's that interest level there where you know by the time you get to the fisk backstory maybe it feels like padding maybe it doesn't but you're so invested that you don't mind either way i'm gonna hand an orange belt to the digital effects or maybe lack thereof um i certainly thought with all the talk of return to K'un Lun, i was expecting more either in flashback or in the present day story than what we got uh you want to hold off on showing the mystical city i think there are valid story reasons why that said i think if you had one amazing shot of him walking through the courtyard and everything is glowing you know i think of uh speaking of vincent d'onofrio uh you know think of some of the the crazy visual effects in the cell or movies like that where just it's colors popping if you gave us that for 30 seconds heck for daredevil they gave us what daredevil sees for what one mississippi a full second (laughs) and it just sticks with you it sticks with you It, it, it 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 gives you the uh the 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 drink for that thirst um I wish that we had seen some of Kunlun and used digital effects to really add pop to it. Same thing, you know, you don't want to do a fully rendered dragon. Okay, I can appreciate that for a variety of story levels. You give me the dragon, you just give me the two eyes. Meanwhile, you know, I think of the amazing digital effects in uh, Week In and Week Out on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I can't imagine that these are two vastly differently funded shows. So again to me i think that there was the, the possibility of digital effects here heck pete it even could have been simple digital effects of we're going to do crazy wire work uh for some over-the-top kung fu fights and the digital effects are merely erasing the wires we didn't even get that there so pete that's where my orange belt gets uh, gets handed out pete where does the where does the mailbag land on all of this
1: Well, it lands at my feet, Matt. I have a number of messages that uh, arrived while we were in the middle of podcasting the show that uh, we don't want to spoil things or anything like that. Um, So we'll, we'll get to them now. The first came courtesy of Jeremy Richards, who wrote in, I presume the multiple weaknesses with Iron Fist are because Marvel have just taken their eyes off the ball. They've probably given Iron Fist to their B or C team of writers slash producers whilst their attention has been on making sure Defenders kicks total ass. I presume it was just a rush job, assuming that us fans would watch it anyway. I'm going to finish watching it. Don't worry. But there are so many deficiencies about this show. We can allow for Danny's childness and rashness, but it proves bad writing when you get Rosario Dawson's character making multiple bad decisions and questionable dialogue. Just completely out of character. So many inconsistencies, half baked and poorly introduced slash developed characters. The most likely thing I can say is this was rushed through in half or less time than in previous series. Even Danny's tattoo looks like it's just been freshly drawn on with a marker. I know that sounds petty. Maybe we have been spoilt by the previous four series, but Marvel have, quote, unfortunately, unquote, shown us that it can be done. I'm not worried about Defenders, but upon hearing that Punisher has just wrapped production, I'm hoping that lessons have been learned from Iron Fist and the same mistakes not repeated. Okay, I'm off to watch episode 11 now.
0: I think... uh I think there's a lot there that is uh, that is very very valid, and unlike some of these other shows where it's been like, well, we'll get to Defenders when we get to Defenders, or you know, you're not going to do Defenders immediately after Luke Cage because Luke Cage was done immediately after Jessica Jones, which was sped up because they realized that they had gotten such great Luke Cage stuff that they wanted to continue that from Jessica Jones. Point being, you can't have Mike Coulter do a year and a half nonstop of work. At a certain point, the guy needs a little downtime, um, let alone your, your crew that's involved in it, uh, those that, that carry from, from uh, series to series. Um, this certainly bore the weight of this must come out in the beginning of 2017 because Defenders is second half and that's a whole production ramp up um i wonder too pete you know the role that showrunners play we have an interesting experiment ahead of us because scott buck has moved from this to inhumans so if we kind of feel like inhumans has some of these same deficiencies then it's the showrunner if not well maybe uh changes have been made if so hey he's the showrunner he gets credit for that as well um i wonder how much is the source material you know you're going to remain You're going to remain uh faithful to it which is usually the right choice it's just less accessible you know i mean so few of us might be billionaires or so few of us might have uh, martial arts knowledge but jessica jones and luke cage uh being different from the people that you and i are pete um there was still this um there was still this journey that the audience as a whole was taken on to understand some of the gender views uh, and gender situations in Jessica Jones or the the race and ethnicity stuff in Luke Cage um, was this a story that provided as uh, as fertile ground for story seeds to grow out of i don't know i guess i guess we'll see if there is more <laughs> the, the the biggest answer will be in a future season of Iron Fist if and when they make one
1: Yeah, the the showrunner stuff does worry me a little bit when you look at Scott Buck having come from Dexter where he took over the showrunning duties with the last couple seasons, which were not well-received. Then he gets this gig. Iron Fist hasn't been terribly well-received. I'm concerned about Inhumans because buck is doing that i'm concerned that getting that gig might have compacted as jeremy mentioned here some of the the duties that went on with iron fist and and we don't know behind the scenes was was somebody a deputy is somebody waiting in the wings they, they all have these types of positions whether they're named or, or unnamed or anything like that um defenders is in the hands of the two showrunners from season two of daredevil douglas petrie and marco ramirez and they've been working on that well out buck had been working on Iron Fist well out. So I got to wonder you noted the effects Matt did some of that stuff again get you know pushed back a little bit because of you know Buck being pulled over to in humans and will that be an area of growth one to the other one would think because it's going to be on IMAX screens before it comes on your screen at home at ABC. Um, diverging from the, the showrunner stuff, uh, you had noted it before, um, Rosario Dawson and, um, that, that she's been in all four of these series. Uh, but we talked in the, in the previous, uh, podcast for the finale that you didn't feel that she, um, was able to really kind of resolve her story. And I think that Jeremy bringing it up here, uh, you weren't alone in that. I was all right with the, with the way that she she's come through the four of these. I'm interested, you know, though they say that daredevil is going to be the one that, you know, is kind of the captain America of the defenders, you know, Rosario Dawson's Claire temple is, is kind of our New York Colson at this point.
0: Yeah. I- I wonder how much is, um, I mean, not our kind of personal fatigue, but how much is, it, it's the fourth one out. So there's a little bit less sizzle of, oh, oh man, Pete, Claire Temples, how'd she show up in Jessica Jones? This is crazy. Um, it is interesting. It would be interesting to go back and compare her as a character between these different shows just to see how, how do the different productions treat her. It's the same actress. It's the same character. It's the same overall arc um but uh pete these are good problems to have considering we have more from the marvel netflix side of things coming anything else from the mailbag
1: well, Jeremy Richards underneath the, the message there had written on our Facebook page, uh, I'd love any listeners, viewers, thoughts, additions to my stream of consciousness rant. And Tony McDowell responded here, thought the fight scenes were very poor, considering this guy is meant to be the one. Uh, It was clear the actor was not a fighter, and most fights were in darkness to avoid showing the stunt person's face. Storyline was lacking, no real bad guy, and it feels like the whole series was sort of thrown together only because they committed to it years ago and needed the character for the Defenders. That being said, I found it easier to watch than Luke Cage, I have high hopes for the Punisher because I love John Bernthal and I love that story arc in Daredevil. Fingers crossed.
0: I think for for Punisher, it dep- it, it completely depends. What are they going to make that show about? If it's going to be, I mean, I remember my brother had a had a lousy Punisher video game forever ago, where interesting things were when Punisher takes the guy and puts him into the the wood chipper and you know, it was like you know a special kill mode or things like what? that <laughs>
1: it was graphic huh
0: <laughs> it was graphic i mean you would cut to black and white or you wouldn't quite see the person and it kind of became a little like you know they would be pushed into the wood chipper out of frame but point being it was all about the the razzle dazzle of punisher punishing if they're going to make the punisher tv show about uh experiencing ptsd about trying to re uh rejoin society about uh the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other uh search for revenge things of that sort that's dark and compelling if it's going to be about a guy that shoots real good you know then then you're going to have a lot of action scenes in that that kind of came from this and uh you know time will tell It, it seems pete like the audience and us we're, we're not handing out any A pluses for this uh, for this season of Iron Fist.
1: No, no. Uh, Jeremy responded. Tony's remark here said if the Daredevil actor isn't quote a fighter unquote, they did a terrific job and spent the time teaching him how to act as a fighter. I think they just cut corners on Iron Fist. and then Greg Gear, Here, Matt responds to that. I think I heard that Finn Jones only had three weeks to train. That's crazy. And I agree completely. This felt like a rush job.
0: Here's the irony of it, Pete. It was only in the last week or so of uh, of podcasting the show that uh, I read for the first time that uh, originally it was going to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, then Luke Cage. And it was because, as I mentioned before, because of this just you know uh, of mike Coulter burning up the screen as luke cage that they that they swapped that in terms of production which to me says so why didn't why didn't iron fist stay in pre-production uh stay in development whatever the proper term would be for a longer time um you know pete i would uh I, I, I would be well served if uh, I had Finn Jones's body. So I'm not trying to sound like I'm a I'm more muscular than he is. <laughs> but any time he had his shirt off, I felt like those are not the arms of a guy who who has done lots and lots of uh, martial arts training. Uh, a little kind of slightly wimpy there, if you ask me. Uh, again, I'm sure he could he could take me in a in a fight, real or or uh, on screen. But I just kind of felt like. I don't aspire to look like Finn Jones with my shirt off kind of thing. Does that support the training? I mean, I guess it kind of must um, just because like, you know, I, it seems like it seems like the word we keep returning to is rushed.
1: Yeah. And it seems our viewers feel that way as well. As far as a defense of Finn Jones, I mean, he did come from an action TV show where he did action he fought but he fought with swords and he spent much of the last two seasons on game of thrones in confinement so yeah i mean we hadn't seen him fight in a while and we certainly hadn't seen him do the do the martial arts i i did dig some of the style they gave to his moves um i i think they did a fair job with personality of fighting styles with the the different threats that emerged, you know, I mean that, that we were sometimes going over their characterization as opposed to their effectiveness in their action, I, I think might've proved that the action was a little bit, again, better than people made it out to be. You know, I, I think of the the, the drunken master, I think, of the uh, the Bride of Nine Spiders uh, and some of the stuff going on there. Uh, but even then, some of their characterization, you know, that you had the uh, the character that seems to have played Scythe even though is was never named. You know, his first appearance over dead bodies in, in the karaoke, karaoke bar, um, that was a highlight for me of, of this series. That was a great, great scene. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the fight against the spider lady, not so much.
0: Pete, just as Danny and Colleen find themselves looking into, uh, or wondering what their future is, let's talk about our future here on fantastic geek. Uh, we of course have about a month of agents of shield to go, uh, some guardians of the galaxy in the mix and then summertime ahead of us.
1: Yeah, we, Should be updating this feed, Matt, in the not so distant future. We're working on a little something special behind the scenes right now.
0: Fingers Uh, crossed. Fingers crossed.
1: Fingers crossed related to the Iron Fist. It's it's an issue of availability right now. So we're working on that. Uh, But we, of course, have... what, 219, 220, 21, 22. We got four episodes uh, remaining of content for season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Uh, We will, of course, be bringing you uh, Defenders uh, this summer. August 18th is when that hits all on Netflix. Uh, We have not debuted that feed just yet, but that is coming. Um, We have started our uh, podcast for the Inhumans, however. That first episode is out. That is available through its own feed, should you choose to do that independent of the Fantastic Geek podcasting pop culture feed. So lots going on. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in the next two weeks will bring you Spider-Man and all sorts of other goodies over the summer.
0: And I'm sure uh, we will also uh, continue to look back at uh, old Star Trek episodes for our uh, Discovery, a Star Trek podcast feed, uh, as well as uh, any news about the the debut for uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, Speaking of fingers crossed, Let's see, Pete. I feel torn. I I want what's best for the writers in Hollywood. Hope they hope they get a really awesome contract. That said, if they strike, that's going to absolutely delay Star Trek Discovery. If they strike for more than whatever number of scripts they have written, so uh, bottom line, none of these shows exist without the writers. So I guess at the end of the day, uh, a little a little uh, thumbs up to them as they uh, they try and get their slice oh the pie.
1: Well, not just the Star Trek. I mean this marvel universe matt we are poised to by the end of this calendar year have the 200th hour episode of marvel tv something that did not exist until halfway through more than halfway through 2013
0: it's a testament to to a bunch of great productions, great writers, actors, etc. The whole, the whole shebang, the whole circus that makes a TV show happen.
1: Jessica Jones has started shooting. Luke Cage is apparently like right around the corner for season two. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get our writers, um, a, a good and fair and equitable contract so that they can get their proper slice of the, the digital landscape, something that, that, um, that most recent contract settlement only began to address.
0: Well, so Pete certainly, uh, certainly a bright future for us podcasting, whether it's uh, oldies or newies, whatever it might be. Plenty of uh, plenty of bright future for uh, Fantastic Geek, and of course, it is made most possible by our patrons on Patreon.com/slash Fantastic Geek. They help keep the lights on, whether we're podcasting from. Kunlun or Zephyr One or uh, even a lousy apartment that overlooks a whole bunch of uh, neon signs that go bzz, bzz, bzz all the time. Pete, it's our patrons that help uh, help keep those lights on. It's amazing,
1: Matt. Every time somebody goes to uh, Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com forward slash fantastic geek my right fist actually illuminates
0: wow that must be interesting i hope that doesn't scare your wife in the middle of the night when there's strange lights flashing in the uh in, in the bedroom
1: i've had to explain it more than once um and and i have to look at it and 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 explain it to other people. But in all seriousness, um, you know we have the best listeners and fans in in the podcast galaxy. Matt, the the love, the support that you guys show uh, is, is just incredible, and cannot thank you enough. You know, humbly, we we try to throw you some perks there for you know uh, contributing to what we do. And, uh, you know, everybody who donates at any level gets exclusive podcast content not available on iTunes or FantasticGeek.com. And hopefully people are getting themselves uh, something to take away past that. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, don't stop being you.
0: Pete, the place where you never stop being you is Twitter.com slash whatever your Twitter name is. How can people be in touch with you on Twitter? <laughs>
1: You can find me at Peter, P I E T E R J K L R K E T E L A A R 9,180 followers. Can't be wrong.
0: And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast anytime you want. We are Fantastic Geek. That is fantastic with the a P-H, fantasticgeek.com, fantasticgeek at Gmail, fantasticgeek on Twitter and Instagram as well. But wait, Pete, there's more
1: facebook.com forward slash fantastic geek all one word with a ph but is it with you do you have it yet so get on there like it little thumb will come up my fist will light up we'll all be connected
0: thank you dear listeners for sticking with us for another uh season of uh of tv it's always great fun getting together and uh we are so glad to have you along for the ride pete this wraps up iron fist season one uh i'm sure that we will uh, update this feed in the future maybe hopefully with that secret thing we're working on if not certainly uh future news of the series uh future appearances of iron fist in defenders etc so with that pete i will say goodbye to all our listeners and give you the final season one word
1: i am danny rand and i am the iron fist